Oddity Files is part of the Just What I Needed network, and we hope we're just what you needed. Oh my god, okay. It's gonna be a a doozy, alright? It's fine. Those are my favorite. Oddity Files. Hey kids, you're here. You're listening to Oddity Files, the podcast. I'm Kitsy Duncan. And I'm Nick Floyd. And you know what? We're today's a crapshoot, so you may love it. <laughs> You may hate it. We're going to find out. I say there's no better way to find out than just diving the fuck right in. I agree. I was almost late to the podcast because I was, um, I got distracted. I was eating frosted animal crackers. <laughs> I lost track of time because they were, I was just, I got lost in the, uh, in the animal crackers. No, I get that. It's, co- it's childhood comfort foods. So funny story. This last Sunday, I decided I am, I'm, not going to spend much of it online because, you know, I can't not promote shit because that's who I am and what I do. But um, I did not change out of my pajamas all day, nor did Chris. We had the lunch of a kindergartner. I made grilled cheese and tomato soup with tater tots. And we binge watched Luther from BBC that I had no idea existed with Edris or Idris or Idris Alba. (laughs) Covering all bases. <laughs> yeah, because I have no idea. Do you know which one it is? I think it's Idris. Oh, shit. I missed a base. <laughs> and it must have been home plate, obviously. <laughs> the only sports reference you'll ever get from me has to do with baseball because I played softball. Oh, I didn't think I it was a sports. Basketball. I didn't think it was a sports reference. I thought it was a... Uh, um, a food. <laughs> a dirty reference. <laughs> oh, well... That's where you go. (laughs) It is what it is. I freaking love it. But yeah, that's been my latest binge. Um, HBO Max is just killing it. It really, truly is. I had no idea it had all the BBC shit on there as well. So I've got Doctor Who. Um, I can revisit. I'm sure Sherlock's on there. I'm sure my ultimate favorite all-time show, which I can never remember the name of because I call it The Clone Club. Um, Black Mirror starred. No, it starred Mirror, Tatiana sorry. Monsley. Orphan Black. Yes. Yeah. One of my all-time favorites. I wonder. If oh, that's we did on there. watch. Oh, it has to be. I'll be really disappointed if it's not. We also watched Little Things. How was that? I heard it was, it was good. I heard it's very nineties. Ramy, Ramy. I'm sure I screwed that up too. Malik is amazing. He he. Anything he's in, I will watch and I will love. Um, ending left me hanging. Mm. It was very seven-ish. That's what everyone was saying. It, they, so I know the movie takes place in the '90s, but a lot of people were saying that the movie—I don't know the history behind it—but apparently it was it was a script that was written in the '90s that had never been made. And according oh, wow. to some of the uh, not so great reviews, there's a reason why it was never made. But I heard it's it is like straight from the '90s, like seven very '90s cop thriller serial killer drama. Yes. Not yeah. nearly as intense as Seven. I don't think any cop drama will ever live up to Seven for me, ever, no. ever, ever. No, 
No, that I can't believe that movie came out ever. I mean, I know. I still watch it now. I'm like, how is this okay? <laughs> I know. I every time. You know how when you buy boxes now, it says right on the box, what's in the box? Every time I go to l- read that, I read it as, what's in the box? <laughs> That's inside your mind? That's the... <laughs> Every time. Um, most of the time I say it out loud as well, even in the middle of Walmart. I don't care. <laughs> well, they were saying something like, I don't know, don't quote me on the statistics, especially for the people who are listening. Don't quote me, but you can repeat this if you want to. That's okay. <laughs> Apparently... Make it your own. 30% of hbo max titles are originals 30 percent it's they apparently went in and they just bought tons of stuff i mean i know like whose line is anyway popped up and you, you know you said a bunch of bbc st- they just are buying this and that and adult swim content and they're buying everyone else's content and they're putting it on mm-hmm. so at the end of the day only 30 percent. and you have to think about it there's uh, sopranos Game of Thrones, Entourage, Flight of the Concords, In Treatment, Rome. They have all of these shows, but when you really think about how many shows and how many like original movies and miniseries they've put out over the years, only 30 that's only 30% that's of insane. It's like it's insane. It's not it, like there's a reason why HBO Max is right now in this moment, I think it's the best uh, streaming service. I absolutely agree. Um, and plus you throw in like Friends and Fresh Prince and um, I'm sure at some point they're going to get Supernatural because it's WB as well. Yep. And they have all the WB stuff. So all the DC. The, yep. All that stuff. Yeah. It's 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 going to take over the interwebs. Yeah. For lack of a better term. <laughs> yep. At this point, I mean, I, when I first signed up for it, because I was using my I was, <laughs> I was using my parents' HBO because they have cable. And when HBO Max launched, they had like a special deal, and I was like, ah, oh, you know what? I'll do it. And it was pricey. And then I just got my bill for Netflix this month. And Netflix is $13.99 a month. It's like... Oh, mine's $17.99. Yeah, hey, I'm going to cancel that shit Because my kids soon. use it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, seriously. I So if I can't find anything else to watch, if I want mindless entertainment playing in the background, if I'm folding laundry or working on something with, with the TV with an earshot, I will throw on... Um, like Supernatural or New Girl is my jam as well. Nobody plays awkward like Zoe. Uh-huh. Nobody. And now that Friends is on HBO Max, that's another mindless thing I would just turn on when I still had cable because it was always playing on some station at some point anytime during the day. Exactly. It's all, it's so. the, all the comfort stuff. Like I, I'm a big cartoon person on in the background. So like adult animation, like Rick and Morty, Adventure Time. Like if I need something on in the background, all that's on HBO Max. All of it. Yeah. So I'm just... Yeah. And Hulu's there, but Hulu is great because it comes with Spotify for me. So I'm like, cool. I have it. Yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> like Saturday Night Live, I need to watch a recap or a rerun of that. I'll watch it on Hulu. But that's not a big deal. But Netflix, like, ugh. Jacking that price up. You did a big Sundance thing on Twitter. What were you watching this week? I did uh, Sundance this year. It's always been a dream for me to go to Sundance. And uh, because of the COVIDs, Sundance was online. It was all virtual this year, which is very cool. That's so and cool. So I snagged a day pass and I was like, all right, I'm, I'm a very, uh, uh, what's the word? <laughs> Frugal. <laughs> so 
<laughs> so the frugal uh, side of me was like, cool, $75 for a day. I'm going to cram in as many damn movies as I can to get my money's worth. Well, yeah, of course. That's not so, a cheap ticket. No, it uh, it's not. But it compared to like flying to Utah, paying for a hotel, yeah. standing in the snow to like maybe, maybe or maybe not get into the movie that you want to see. This was right. great. Um, I watched nine movies on Sunday. Ooh, snap. Which was a lot. Um, and then I watched one yesterday that had some buzz around it. And uh, it was a werewolf movie, so I couldn't say no. Oh, heck was, no. Not with it, this coming up the very next day. You need something paranormal to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, It was the one that was the most fresh. It was called 84 eight, Silver is what it was called. And it was like okay. an 1800s super gothic werewolf uh very like twist on the werewolf genre and it was some stuff didn't work but it was so badass and i loved every minute of it oh it nice was great uh the werewolf looked awesome i hope that some studio like hulu or somebody picks it up so people can watch it but it was it was yeah. amazing there was a movie called crypto zoo which was an animated movie that was like jurassic park uh with cryptids get out <laughs> it was it actually uh it got picked up today magnolia bought it and it's gonna they're gonna put it out which is very it was very weird it's animated like the old beatles yellow submarine oh wow it's very very bizarre but in like the opening scene of the movie uh michael sarah is is one of the voices from super bad um Oh, they, there's a handful of voices, but in the opening scene of the movie, it's two people who are like hippies. Uh, they are like by the campfire. They have sex. They're completely naked. Uh, they stumble through the woods and find this big like Jurassic Park fence, and they decide to climb it. And naked? on the other side of the fence, they find naked, completely okay. naked, uh, animated, of course. And they find this unicorn, and what? the unicorn <laughs> straight up murders like. One of the guys. Oh snap! I am ready for this. It's um, it's it's wild. I yeah, I was very surprised. It wasn't my favorite thing. It was I like weird shit, but it was a little too weird for me. Okay, no, I get that. But the whole cryptid thing was I, like it was I I couldn't help but enjoy it. It was just a little too weird. Yeah. Me. Well, that's good. That's good. Anything non-paranormal that was noteworthy that this is going to be the next big hit? Um, let's see. I'm trying. I'm like recapping everything that I watched. Uh, my favorite that I watched was a movie called On the Count of Three, which was like a very dark, very very dark comedy about two best friends who make a suicide pact to shoot each other, but they decide oh. they want to have one last day to like basically say fuck the world we're gonna right the wrongs of the world and make things right and they just go on this crazy journey uh it was very good it was very very good okay and the uh, the only other one i really loved was a movie called marvelous and the black hole which was Rhea perlman was in it and it was a girl um who's super rebellious hates the world and she meets this magician and the magician teaches her about like kind of the magic of of life it's very funny and uh oh good i loved it it was very feel good I've, i enjoyed kind it. of a pick me up kind of deal pick yeah. you up 
I yeah, was very like I chose my movies very carefully because there were a lot of very dark movies. And oh, I was like, yeah, I don't really want that now. Not all in one day. <laughs> Not emo. Nick, you can't be emo, Nick. Come on. No. So I, I handpicked everything specifically. So I had a lot of comedies and uh, the only one I watched that was my my heavy movie of the of the day was the last movie. Uh, I watched, which was called Pleasure, and it was about the adult film industry, and it was very good, but very hard to watch. Um, and I don't think that one ever is ever going to see the light of day because it's very oh. like harder than R rated. It was, it was. Oh, okay. So they kind of crossed a couple lines when they didn't need to. Oh yeah, it was very unfiltered and raw and, and was solid. Um, but I don't know who's going to pick it up because even HBO, it would be pretty pretty a, a lot of adult content i don't know if yeah. they put it on there but um maybe skinamax <laughs> yes oh the new nick cage movie i totally forgot i i saw the oh, career yeah. the newest nick cage movie uh prisoners of Ghostland, and it was the craziest shit i've ever seen <laughs> are there ghosts <laughs> yeah, samurai ghosts yes oh that sounds like the sweetest ass shit ever that it, didn't make any sense, but I mean, it, it Samurai did. Ghost, I'm down. <laughs> it was Bill Mosley was in it, um, which oh, I'm sure you know from I the know convention him. circuit. Yes, he was incredible. Uh, Nick Cage was in it, and of course, and it was just I, I, I'm like there were just moments where I'm like. I don't know what's happening, but I love every second of it. Yeah, there's just no words except awesome. <laughs> Completely. Uh, complete insanity. Uh, I, Yeah, it's funny. If you want to, you can just search it on Twitter and how divided people were. There were people like me who were wow. like, this is ridiculous and great. And then there are people who were like, what a dog shit movie. This is da 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 You guys don't know how to have fun. You know, there are people in the world, and I tell this to anybody who will listen, that just aren't happy unless they're bitching about something. Yeah. So I just don't want to be that person. And I don't think anybody that listens to this show wants to be that person. No. <laughs> so fuck them. <laughs> but it's it's Sundance. So like people who've been watching these very artsy movies all day sat yeah. down to watch this Nicolas Cage batshit crazy samurai ghost fantasy movie. Um and they were probably had their whole their shit rocked, uh, as the kids would say. <laughs> well, Nicolas Cage is batshit crazy, and y- you never know what you're gonna get from him. And I think that's what I appreciate about him so much. Oh yeah, and I'll and I'll do this for the Patreon people. I I had to send uh, a family member a photo, just a screenshot of the movie, and you're not supposed to take any photos or anything. But this oh, is so sh- this is a script. <laughs> That's batshit crazy, yeah. right there. That is the man that bought the Lalori Mansion in New Orleans and lived there for a little bit. So yep. there you go. Pure, I mean, just pure, pure joy. So I took the photo to like put in for my review and, and send to a, a family member, but um, I was like, nah, I won't, I won't do that. So if you're on Patreon, you got to see a, the first look at the new Nicolas Cage movie. <laughs> there you go. Maybe we'll cut it out for everybody but Patreon, just because I don't want to get your ass in trouble. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. It's all right. 
<laughs> Speaking of our Patreon, you guys should head on over and check it out. It's patreon.com slash oddityfiles. Shout out to our executive producers, Doug Malden Locke, Ryan Hoke, and Donald Blanchflower. But on the Patreon subject, so, you know, we've been talking about the, the weird shit going on in my house. And it's, I, I think it's, it's done. Um, I think, where'd I leave off with you guys last time? The door opening, right? It was all. And I put the, her in the closet. The door and the dog, the pupper, the dog. Yes. So I put her in the closet. Things calmed down until we were recording last week. And everything on my end that could have gone wrong went wrong. And I was super shitty. I was super, I'm, <laughs> after we hung up, Nick, I'm yelling at ghosts going who the fuck is messing with my shit so very nicholas cage of you day yeah it might have been my ear pods but you know whatever whatever Um, so i brought out the odd box and the spirit box and i did a session here in the podcast dungeon and filmed it and put it up on the patreon page oh so if we i I couldn't get Anna to come through. For those of you that don't know, Anna is my resident spirit. She helps me investigate. She helps these spirits on investigations communicate with me. And I could not get her to come through on the odd box. Last investigation I did at KJ's house um, for Paranormal X Roads or Crossroads, but it's X on all these social media. Um <laughs> She was talking to me there and helping me there. And after that is when the computer stuff started going on, and I yelled at her. I brought, well, I didn't yell at her. I brought out the mommy voice, and I'm like, Anna, this has got to stop, blah, 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 blah. But I couldn't get her to come through, and it was freaking me out. So, but a guy named Howard came through. Hmm. And spoke to me for a good 20 minutes, off and on, telling me that he, is, he followed me home from a friend's house, which I've been investigating friend's houses. Um, it wasn't a very, like, he would repeat long sentences back to me. It was very short answers. Um, and I... He didn't really say that he's the one that's been causing it. But like I said, something just felt off. I told you that. I said I thought it was because I started investigating the doll for TikTok. Just something felt off. But at the end, I said, you know, I, I need to know if you want to stay here. I said, I, I'm not inviting you. This is not an invitation for you to stay here. But I need to know that you're going to not mess with my shit anymore. Because we hadn't had the AirPods conversation yet and (laughs) um he's not going to mess with my resident spirits which is anna abby annette and claudette and he never really said yes or no so if you want to see the full video head on over to patreon patreon.com slash oddity files but it still felt off it still just felt off so i'm like you know what i haven't whipped out the sage and cleansed my house in a hot minute. So I think it was the next day after I recorded that video and I did the whole spiel, added some words I don't even normally put in in my little spiel and went through the entire house. 
And when I was done, I was like, and I, I talked to her in my head. I am that bitch. I'm absolutely crazy because I don't <laughs> want my husband to hear me talking to her. And I said, Anna, I need to know you're okay. I need you to give me a sign with electronics. With I said, not my computer. I said, make the lights flash. Do something so I know you're okay. And I knew it wasn't going to happen immediately. Um, and I hadn't gotten a sign from my dad in a hot minute at either. I, usually I find pennies, just random pennies laying around the house. I find them and I just know he's there. And uh, my first reading with Tiffany Rice, that's she, she told me, she's like, do you find pennies all the time? I said, yeah, I find them all the fucking time. She's like, that's your dad. So that's very special to me. I hadn't seen one in a long, long time. So I'm smudging the house. I find a penny in the very last room to smudge. So I was like, I just took a big breath. I was like, oh, okay. Things are going okay. Dad's back. He's letting me know things are okay. And then the next day, um, lights flickered throughout the entire house. Granted, snow was coming down, so I'm not sure whether that was Anna or not, but I, I did smile. But, um, so all of our bedroom lights are on um, Alexa. And turn off. Alexa, dismiss. Dismiss. Um, <laughs> so they're on a timer and they turn on. And then, you know, we have commands we give her to turn them off or they're set on a timer to turn off as well. Well, um, I went upstairs, it was the next day after the smudging, and I went upstairs, and both mine and Chris's lights should have been on, but mine was off. And I was like, okay, everything's okay. <laughs> and it's felt better in here, it's felt lighter. So far, I'm still recording, <laughs> so that's a bonus. Wow. Yeah, so you know, sometimes I forget to smudge. I mean, I've been home for almost a year now, nonstop, and I, I can't fucking believe it's February already. Um, so I lose track of time. It's not an Alzheimer's thing. It's a pandemic thing. Yep. I, uh, I, 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 I hear that. I also feel like the title for this episode should be Don't Forget to Smudge. Yeah. <laughs> Smudge often and smudge, smudge well. Smudge, smudge. Smudge. Yeah. So wow. um, I don't know if that's what it was. I don't know if it's because Howard came through and I specifically, as I was smudging, said, and no energies, entities, or um, something else that were not invited here must leave now. So, and like I bought the haunted dolls, so they were invited. Anna and um, Abby know that they are now invited. They weren't to begin with, but they are now invited and are welcome to stay and are clear of all my smudging, smudginess. But <laughs> I don't know. It feels lighter. Um, Venus is in the room again. She, little AB was over today. We recorded something um, for um, Grateful Rescue. I read him the book Bigfoot Baby. We recorded it and it's going to be up on KJ on air on Facebook and I believe the Grateful Rescue YouTube page as well trying to help them earn a little money to build their rescue. 
but uh, while he was napping, both the dogs were in here with me just whining, going, why is he in that room and that door is shut? Why is he in that room and the door is shut? Oh. So yeah, that was my week. Sounds like we both had very busy, <laughs> busy weeks. <laughs> Different kinds of, of busy, but yeah. Busy. So who the fuck is Howard? That was what I that's what I called the video on Patreon. I'm like, who the hell is Howard? Yeah. That's what I know. How did he get here? Yeah, all the questions. I Yeah, and it, the thing when I did the spirit box session, it was the same voice the entire that's how I know it's spirit communication. Is when, you know, you hear one voice come over and it's and they say that spirits can manipulate the voices on the spirit box and use whatever voice is coming over. Sure, that's great, and that's fun, and that's fine. But when I get the same voice over and over and over again saying different things and answering my questions directly, that's when I know it's a a spirit connection, if you will. That's so... Uh, yeah, I... I don't know. I want to know. I'll where send he, you the link, Nick, so you can watch it. I need to know where he came from and what his uh, goals were. Yeah, I don't know. He gone now. Yeah, I felt like he was <laughs> stopping, like my resident spirits from doing their thing, which is my dad. I mean, he doesn't live here, but he pops in whenever he wants. Like still having a dad, he just pops in whenever he wants. Um, an alive dad, I should say. <laughs> but Anna and Abby and the girls are here all the time. And, you know, I've never gotten bad vibes from Annette. It was, it just threw me when I was doing that dowsing rush session and asked her if she was happy. And she said no. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> Get in the closet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that may have set my mind frame to start looking for shit. Who knows? There right. are no Yeah, rules. you don't even know how long he's been there and True. what he was, yeah. It, very interesting. Yeah. But speaking of my friend's house, you guys go head on over to the Oddity Files crew YouTube page and check out Paranormal Crossroad. Um, it's nothing fancy. It's a lot of really shitty camera angles because it was me <laughs> and cameras all over the house and... KJ had a camera. She, she's not a camera person. Half the time, she's like filming my boobs. Um, so you don't get to see those shots. And Patches, he's off cooking dinner during one investigation here, clunking around in the background. It's not professional at all. But it is a beautiful story. Um, I've been told by several people that it brought a tear to their eye in the best way possible. So check it out. It's Paranormal X Road on all the stuff and all the things and yeah and I, I i think i might at least try to do a second episode just because i have a story i want to tell and it's partially told so i think i need to finish it well and while you're waiting for that second episode you should check out kitsy's book <laughs> i'd rather talk to dead people <laughs> you're the best nick <laughs> available now on amazon please buy my book I'll hold Please. it up while you finish talking. My journey as a paranormal researcher. It's free on Kindle Unlimited, four ninety nine on, on Kindle, or it's like thirteen ninety nine for this hard. I mean, soft cover copy <laughs> with somebody else's ass on it. Even though the cover is soft, the material inside goes very hard. Definitely check it out. <laughs> 
Thanks, Nick. I always forget oh, hey. to plug my book. You're, you're welcome. And then uh, also on the on the topic of those things, uh, if you're part of the Oddity Files fan group on Facebook, uh, I finally decided to post a little uh, screenshot from the pro- the project I've been working on, the shot in December. Um, it's still a long ways out. We have a long way to go, but I figured I would uh, stick to my promise and share a little sneak peek, a little screenshot. It's so. stunning. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. So it's there. Hopefully, yes. everyone liked it. Hopefully, I get did. some something moving soon. Hopefully, we'll get like a little a little uh, scene soon. Ooh, super fancy. I like it. We'll see. We'll see. Um, let's go ahead and shoot on over to. Ms. Fortune Astrology, so we can tell her, so she can tell us how it really is going to be next week. None of this floofy ass astrology report. She tells it like it is. Hey there, oddballs. It's Jess from Ms. Fortune Astrology here with your weekly energy forecast. Mercury retrograde continues his ass backwards tour through a jam packed Aquarius, conjoining Venus at 14 degrees on Saturday and then Jupiter at 13 degrees on Sunday. These connections will help boost your charm and social skills all weekend, so they're great for negotiations, diplomacy, and finding peaceful solutions to any issues you may be having with friends or family. Mars in Taurus also forms a sextile to Neptune and Pisces on Saturday, and this energy will stick around until the middle of next week. Your vibe attracts your tribe is the best way to sum up Mars sextile Neptune. It's ideal for romantic endeavors and ups the allure factor big time. You can even find a soulmate under these stars. The energy is perfect for bringing in people who are on the same frequency as you spiritually. On Wednesday the 17th, we have one of the signature aspects of 2021 perfecting, as Saturn squares Uranus, 7 degrees of Aquarius to Taurus. The moon will also pass the 7 degree mark of Taurus on that day, so she'll get a little more than she bargained for during this particular lunar cycle. Fuck me, this is big energy. If you follow the stock market, this aspect is solely responsible for the short squeeze GameStop debacle. It's also pushing Bitcoin into the stratosphere. Saturn square Uranus only comes around every 22 years or so. And due to Saturn's annual retrograde, we will get two more doses of this shit between now and December. This is the ultimate battle between tradition and structure and progress and innovation. If this is hitting your chart, you've probably been going through about two years of bullshit. And now you're finally getting to a point where you see a light at the end of the tunnel, but your spidey senses are a bit off. Flexibility and measured steps are crucial now. You cannot force change under this energy. All you can do is roll with the changes that life keeps throwing your way and do your best to put some structure around whatever your new normal looks like. Remember, we're going to see this again in June and December, so this chapter is still chapter one, which we can affectionately entitle, Bitch Buckle Up, because you ain't seen nothing yet. And finally, on Thursday the 18th, yours truly celebrates the completion of yet another trip around the sun. Oh, and the sun also enters Pisces that day. Pisces is the final sign of the zodiac, and is said to hold a little bit of all preceding signs within her. No new soul ever comes to Earth with any serious Pisces influences because, quite frankly, they couldn't handle that shit. Pisces is the spot on the wheel where the body dies and the soul transcends the earthly plane. Pisces energy is all about dissolving boundaries so that this transcendence can happen. The problem with Pisces, if you will, is that everything gets dissolved there. So Pisces people tend to be very sensitive energetically, they can lack proper boundaries, and they are psychic sponges. If oversharing is your thing, get you a Pisces friend or partner, stat. 
The sun's trip through our collective 12th house marks the metaphorical end of another astrological year, with spring well and truly just around the corner. Thank the Christ child. If you're interested in what the stars have to say for you, please check out my website at misfortuneastrology.com. I offer many different types of tarot and astrology readings, and you can also help support my small business by checking out my shop, where I sell handmade crystal jewelry, candles, and lots of other cool merch. For daily horoscopes and plenty of inappropriate humor, come find me on social media at misfortune1111. Ciao for now. Thank you so much, Ms. Fortune Astrology. I adore you and your snarky shit and your calling it like you see it. I do have some paranormal in the news, Mr. Nick Floyd. Are you down? I'm always down. I'm ready. Cool. I um I put out a call out today on the Facebook group, which you were just talking about, which it's just Oddity Files fan group on the Facebook. You join and then we let you in automatically. But then... This popped up in my feed, and this is from sciencealert.com. Excuse me while I burp. A 2,000-year-old mummy buried with a gold tongue uncovered in Egypt. So many naughty things ran through my mind (laughs) before I read why he may or may not have had this golden tongue. So archaeologists have found a 2,000-year-old mummy with a gold tongue at an ancient Egyptian site called Taporissus Manga. Sure. Mm -hmm. Embalmers perhaps placed the golden tongue on the mummy to assure that the deceased would be able to speak in the afterlife. The Egyptian Antiquities Ministry said in a statement released January 29th. For instance, if the golden-tongued mummy encountered Orisus, that just sounds naughty. It's not, because it's the god of the underworld in the afterlife. They would have needed to be able to speak to the god. The statement said, it isn't clear if the mummy had a speech impediment when they were alive. It's also not clear why the tongue was made out of gold specifically. I mean, that feels like a pretty easy conclusion to make. If you go down in the underworld and see this, uh, oh God, you probably just make an offering by chopping your tongue off and giving it to them so you can get passage to the upper world, wherever that may be. Yeah, whatever your belief system is, whenever, wherever. Yeah. I, you know, I'm just saying if I had a boyfriend with a golden tongue, I would not complain. That's it. That's where I'm leaving it. I. I, you know, I almost want you to just leave. I don't even want to ask questions. Because <laughs> I have a don't. lot of them. I just, I'm not gonna. Nope. Good call. Excellent call. Um, <laughs> let's see here. Who, I believe. I think it's you. Okay, perfect. So, <laughs> we're just leaving it. We're not touching that with a 10-foot Pull. That's what she said. Okay. Um, so this is not a super long story. And I'm going to get into why I went with this story right now. So um, this story isn't my usual haunting kind of paranormal story in the way of ghosts and goblins. The story of reincarnation, however, is haunting to many. And after watching Surviving Death with the amazing story of a little boy, Atlas Aubrey, who turns out is here in Indiana, I had no idea, 
who knew way too much about another little boy's life, and that other little boy just so happened to be dead. And he kept, so in the show, he kept talking about his other mom and how she would take him to the park. And her mom's like, the, Atlas's mom's like, no, we don't go to the park or something like that. And she kept asking him questions about it. And he'd start talking about past memories. And he finally gave a name. And he he gave a name and he called his other name. His other name was Jalen Robinson. And his mom's name was Washington. So Atlas's mom, Erica, Googled the name, Jalen Robinson, and a news story about a 19-month-old boy who was murdered by his babysitter in Brooklyn, New York in 2005 came up. Erica and Atlas live in Evansville, Indiana. So there's, they, it wasn't even on, especially a five-year-old's radar at that point. Yeah. That's when Erica contacted John... <clears throat> Dr. Jim Tucker, a child psychiatrist at the University of Virginia School of Medicine. Uh, Tucker's specialty is researching cases of children who claim to have memories of past lives, which who'd have thought that, you know, that was something you could focus your entire career on. I had no idea. I didn't either. I, and yet we don't have a accurate uh, Bigfoot right. organization. Of so, course. Cool. Of course. <laughs> Not okay. bitter. Cool. Not bitter at all. Okay. No. Um, according to this doctor, the kid knew what he was talking about. He showed him pictures of baby Jaden's family and places around his home, and the kid always chose the right photo. So he'd lay out three photos of women, and he'd point to um, Jalen's – Jalen, is it? Totally lost it. Yeah, Jalen's mom, and say, that's that's my other mom. His dad, the same thing. The park was the park in Brooklyn that his that Jalen's mom would take him to. He even picked out their house out of several different houses. That the, But everything was right every time. Wow. So it got me thinking. That's not even what my story is about. About a headline I'd seen a while back, and I say a while back because... Like I said earlier, what even is time anymore? I, it was like 2018, 17, a long time ago. Okay, and some of those headlines read, three-year-old recalls past life, identifies killer and location of the body. Three-year-old boy remembers his own murder and finds his killer, body, and murder weapon. Another headline was, three-year-old remembers past life and identifies his murderer. I was stretching for content. Here's another headline. Three-year-old boy remembers being murdered in a past life, correctly points to where his body was buried. And that story goes a little something like this. So a three-year-old of the Druze ethnic group, a group of people for whom reincarnation is a core belief of their religion or whatever they call it, told his elders that he knew what happened to him in his past life. He said he was murdered. The boy whose story was documented by Dr. Eli Lash was born with a long red birthmark on his face, or head, head, I'm sorry. And for the Druze, birthmarks like these are an indication of death wounds. And children born with them are paid close attention to for anything they might remember in their past lives. I have a big-ass birthmark, which when I was little, I always thought it was shaped like a 
uh, sugar cone ice cream cone on the front of one of my legs. So I hope I didn't die that way. It kind of freaked me out when I read this. So once this particular child turned three and could speak, he told his elders that he was killed by an axe blow to the head. And he was led through villages to see if he could remember where he lived, which, I mean, in today's day and age, you have the Jalen story. In this day and age, I don't even know when it was. I couldn't find any, like, specific dates, names, or anything. So it may all be fucking made up. Who knows? We'll say it's a legend. They traipsed you through villages, apparently. So they, they did that. They took him through villages to see if he could remember where he lived until he came to one that seemed familiar to him. The child said he remembered both the first and last name of his killer with complete clarity. However, that was not listed in any story I came across either. So possible legend and lore, possible truth. Um, and the group believing the boy did all they could to help the kiddo solve his past life murder. The first two neighboring villages were a bust. But in the third village is where shit got real. The boy was able to recall his... the his own original first and last names and the first and last name of his murderer upon recognizing everything about the village. Probably going to cut out that other paragraph or I might just leave it in here to see if you listeners are paying attention. Are you? Raise your hand if you're paying attention. Not if you're driving. Okay. So an individual from the village overheard what they were talking about and said that the name the boy mentioned, his past self, had gone missing four years ago and that no one heard from him since. As they continued to check out the village, the boy was able to find his old home by, you know, he found it, not this other guy showing him. And while they were walking around that house, he walked right up to a man, called him by his name, even though they had he had never met him in his current lifetime. And suddenly the boy said to him, I used to be your neighbor. We had a fight, and you killed me with an axe. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and that's when the man lost all color in his face, yet at the time denied the whole thing. And the three-year-old boy then said, I even know where you buried my body. And then he led everyone away, including the accused murderer, and was able to point out the location where his past life body was buried and where the murder weapon was. With all this evidence, everyone accused the man of murder, and he confessed, finally, you know, you have all the proof right there. And what was particularly interesting was the mark on the skeleton's skull where the axe had hit the victim corresponded exactly with the boy's birthmark. The only known witness of the incident, Dr. Eli Lash, died in 2009, um, and that's it. Uh, somebody else took Eli Lash's story and put it in a book. The details on this, like I said, aren't the most specific, but it's a great story, nonetheless, whether it is legend, lore, or what have you. I will say that Sweet Atlas's story was much more riveting and as we got to see him pick out the photos uh, and of all the stuff I had told you about earlier, but I didn't want to rehash the story told again on Surviving Death, because hopefully everybody's checked that out by now. So you should just go watch the episode on reincarnation now. 
My sources for this story were theoccultmuseum.com, upriser.com, thoughtcatalog.com, and scaryforkids.com. That's so nuts. I, like, I'm glad the, the kid had <laughs> had more evidence to provide, but I feel like if a child walked with someone on the street and is like, hey, you're my neighbor, you killed me with an axe. I, I feel like <laughs> probably not a lot of... Uh, <laughs> A lot of meat to back that story up. Yeah. But I mean, Shut up, kid. You're bothering me. <laughs> <laughs> Get the hell out of here, kid. What do you know? Well, I know where the body is. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, and the murder weapon. Just saying. Um, yeah, and the episode on reincarnation. So this this Atlas kid story was riveting. He's still very young. They did another story on a, a kid who's like in his teens now. And I guess they say if if this is if you have memories of your reincarnation, that at the age of six, every all your memories start just going away. But what I thought was really interesting is a lot of these kids that have this reincarnation thing going on suffer from night terrors. Huh which is super interesting, which I did and my son Carter did as well, which I started rehashing my whole night terror flashback started coming back to me. That's a whole other episode right there. But um, yeah, I just I thought it was super cool and super interesting. And next week, I'm totally rehashing a story from uh, that show. So I promise that's it after it. But as I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, I need to do a story on that. Oh, I need to do a story yeah. on that. So <laughs> I will get original incredible. here again soon. I promise. Oh, it's, you know, it's all stories. Not People don't have time to watch all the things. So these stories are brand new to me. So I will. Well, there you them. go. Well, now you don't Either need to way. watch. Good. Yeah. Spend a day with Sundance because you're fucking fancy pants. <laughs> <laughs> I like art. <laughs> <laughs> art house trash. Art house trash. Okay, you may have heard or may not have heard, but our newest podcast partner is freaking Chewy, guys. I know, we, we talk about our pets all the time, and we kind of love our pets a little too much, just like you guys. But we're always looking for ways to save money in these current financial times. Chewy's it. Type in tinyurl.com slash OFChewy. You help support the podcast. I personally get both our dog's food and our dog's treats and a couple other things sent on a monthly basis directly from Chewy with their subscription service. So please check it out. Please help us out by subscribing to all of your Chewy goods at tinyurl.com slash OF Chewy. My dogs will thank you. Extra, extra, read all about it. Okay, so that was lame. But we have a new merch store, my friends. Head on over to tpublic.com slash stores slash oddity dash files. Guys, We've got everything there. We're still adding more. The prices are much more cost-effective there, and this store is so easy to navigate. What are you waiting for? Head on over to tpublic.com slash stores slash oddity dash files. Get your merch on. 
Need more scares in your life? Well, duh, we've got you. Just head over to tinyurl.com slash shutter and you'll automatically get seven days free of this all horror, all the time, streaming network. From their endless selection of the best in horror, the original programming and exclusive content to their flexible membership plans. Shudder is exactly what you need. Plans start at under five bucks a month, and yes, you can cancel at any time. I mean, what are you waiting for? tinyurl.com slash get shutter tinyurl.com slash get shutter g-e-t-s-h-u-d-d-e-r let's get scared are you a coffee addict like me well check out bones coffee company coffee isn't just a drink that wakes you up in the morning it's an experience when you brew a pot of Bones Coffee Company coffee. They want you to have the best experience you've ever had. They only roast carefully selected beans to perfection in small batches to ensure that you get the freshest coffee delivered straight to your door. The care given to each of those small batches is evidenced through the rich, full-bodied, and exceptionally smooth taste you'll get out of every cup of Bones Coffee Company you drink. You guys, this is amazing. First and foremost, I love coffee. I love wine and I love bourbon, but I love coffee. So check it out and help out the podcast. Go to tinyurl.com slash Bones Coffee. Get your coffee fix and help out your favorite podcast. We appreciate you. Well, cool. I... You know, after all this shit that uh, happened on the Reddits, I felt like I should probably dive into the Reddits to uh, tell a story this week. Oh, yes. it's It doesn't have anything to do with GameStop or stocks, right? No, hell no. Oh, praise God. Okay. Hell no. I just thought I was like, oh, you know, I just want to remind people that, yes, you can get really bad stock advice from Reddit, but you can also get very good stories from Reddit. Well, here's the thing. Reddit is something I don't want to dive into, so I appreciate you taking one for the team. Yeah. Well, here you go. Hopefully this makes you lose (laughs) a little bit of sleep, so we'll see. Um, You'll lose less sleep than the people who are probably going to lose a fuck ton of money, but it's... (laughs) I know some people making a shit ton of money. So. <laughs> Not Those are the me. ones that got in early. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm stock free. I'm stock. <laughs> uh, so this actually comes from the subreddit No Sleep, which I've mentioned before. Um, it is a entirely original subreddit of fiction and myths. But years ago, it was actually a subreddit that, on top of fiction, folks would submit personal stories very well written personal stories so there was one i told many episodes ago uh, about this boyfriend girlfriend who were in this cabin and there was a potential rake situation with pictures pretty crazy one of my favorites it's fucking nuts uh this is a five-year-old story and the uh, thread title begins with a very simple introduction Uh, I'm a search and rescue officer for the United States Forest Service, and I have some stories to tell. So these are three very short, brief stories from the 
cornucopia of stories. I mean, he has multiple threads of stories, and he uh, he has been a search and rescue officer for a few years. Is this fiction? I cannot confirm or deny. Uh, is this reality? I cannot confirm or deny. Are these yeah. fucking great stories? 110%. That's all that matters. That's, that's, how, that's how I ended my story. Is it true? Nobody knows, but it's a good fucking story. Uh, so the user's name is Search and Rescue Woods. Very simple, considering he's a search and rescue officer. And the first story starts off, as you would imagine uh, a search and rescue officer, firsthand experience, what it would be like. So it goes like this. I have a pretty good track record for finding missing people pretty good brag right out of the gate yeah most of the time they just wander off the path or slip down a small cliff and they can't find their way back the majority of them have heard the old stay where you are thing and they don't wander far but i've had two cases where that didn't happen both bother me a lot and i use them as motivation to search even harder on the missing person's case i get called on the first was a little boy who was out berry picking with his parents he and his sister were together and both of them went missing around the same time their parents lost sight of them for a few seconds, and in that time, both the kids apparently wandered off. It can happen. As yeah, every parent's worst fear. Yeah. When their parents w- couldn't find them, they called us, and we came out to search the area. We found the daughter pretty quickly, and when we asked her where her brother was, she told us that he'd been taken away by the, quote, bear man. No. <laughs> she said he gave her berries and told her to stay quiet that he wanted to play with her brother for a while. The last she saw of her brother, he was riding on the shoulders of the, quote, bear man and seemed very calm. Of course, our first thought was abduction, but we also were insistent that he, or the little girl was also insistent that he wasn't a normal, sorry, I'm going to go back. Okay. Of course, our first thought was abduction, but we never found a trace of another human being in that area. That was an important detail I left out. The little Very girl, <laughs> the little girl was also insistent that he wasn't he wasn't a normal man, but he was tall and covered in hair like a bear, and he had a quote weird face. We searched the area for weeks. It was one of the longest calls I've ever been on, but we never found a single trace of that kid. The other was a young woman who was out hiking with her mom and grandpa. According to the mother, her daughter had climbed up a tree to get a better view of the forest. And she'd never come back down. They out of a tree? Of the, out of a tree. Yes. Okay. They waited at the base of the tree for hours, calling your name before they called for help. Again, we searched everywhere. We never found a trace. I have no idea where she possibly could have gone. Well, obviously, it was Tarzan. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It was the bear. It was the bear man who happened to be Tarzan. Uh, but uh, her mother or grandpa never saw her come down. So that was the first of these three very fascinating stories. And that one, talking about the bear man. Could it be Bigfoot? I don't know. Could they both be the same thing? I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm going with Bigfoot on the first one. Second one, either Tarzan or alien abduction. I mean, this is a tree. You got to go somewhere. Okay. Yeah. That's the thing. I think for the tree one... The fact that he paired these two stories together it was interesting because it means that he he feels as though this thing that took this boy could have potentially taken this girl out of the tree. But I don't know how close the trees are. Could she have gone like branch to branch if she just went missing forever? I mean, obviously that's its own thing, but um, 
I don't know. I don't know the lay of the land here, yeah. but very much so could be the same thing that took the boy, took the girl as well. I, d- I just is, never thought of them as like tree climbers before. I don't think I've ever really thought of Bigfoot as being uh, that either. Look at you. have opened my mind to new possibilities, Nick. You're so smart. Oh, oh not me. Just this uh, search and rescue officer. So story number two gets a little creepy. Uh, that leads us to story number three. So we'll go ahead and get a little bit more creepy here with uh, story number two from our good buddy, search and rescue officer. And he says, one of the scariest things I've ever had happen to me involved the search for a young woman who'd gotten separated from her hiking group. We were out until late at night because the dogs had picked up her scent. When we found her, she was curled up under a large rotted log. She was missing her shoes and pack and she was clearly in shock. She didn't have any injuries, and we were able to get her to walk with us back to base ops. Along the way, she kept looking behind us, asking us why that big man with black eyes was following us. Nope. I'm going to hate this one, too. (laughs) We couldn't see anyone, so we just wrote it off as some weird symptom of shock. But the closer we got to base, the more agitated this woman got. She kept asking me to tell him to stop making faces at her. At one point, she stopped and turned around and started yelling into the forest, saying that she wanted him to leave her alone. Oh, my God. She wasn't going to go with him, she said, and she wouldn't give us to him. We finally got her to keep moving, but we started hearing these weird noises coming from all around us. No. It was almost like coughing, but more rhythmic and deeper. It was almost insect-like. I don't really know how else to describe it. When we, were, when we were within sight of base ops, the woman turns to me, and her eyes are about as wide as I can imagine a human could open them. She touches my shoulder and says, He says to tell you to speed up. He doesn't like looking at the scar on your neck. <gasps> I, have a, <laughs> I have a very small scar on the base of my neck, but it's mostly hidden under my collar, and I have no idea how this woman even saw it. I'm covered right after, in goosebumps right now. was <laughs> so good. Right after she says it, I hear that weird coughing right in my ear, Get and I just about jumped out. out of my skin. I hustled her to ops, trying not to show how freaked out I was, but I have to say, I was really happy when we left the area that night. Yeah, I hated that story, but I secretly loved it so much. <laughs> it's, um, it, it, you know, if there's something I learned about this, again, whether they're fact or fiction, I don't know. They're very well. The thing about No Sleep on Reddit is it's they're very well written stories. They're campfire stories. They're fun to tell whether they're true, whether they're not. It doesn't matter. You um, know, we get some really well written stories submitted to us as well so i I, i'm with you i'm with you but it's it's the fun of this subreddit i mean if you want this to be true and you want to tell this as a true story it absolutely can be if you want it to be fiction then sure it'll help you sleep at night um for sure (laughs) but the thing about it that i love about this specific story before i dive into this last this third and final story these are perspectives of people working a job that we don't necessarily hear necessarily hear a lot of stories about but you always right. wonder. Yeah. Um you you always wonder about, you know, what do park rangers see? What do search and rescue? What what do janitors see who are responsible for uh, you know, very haunted places with who 
or just operating under normal circumstances. Uh, one of my favorite things is, you know, the cops don't have a stance that they believe in ghosts, but most cops you talk to have seen a fucking ghost, you know? And it's yeah. the same thing with this kind of position. It's it's interesting because these are paranormal. But this is, again, I'm pulling three stories from a thread of six pages of stories, um, all just little blurbs like this, and some are not paranormal at all. They're just they're just scary stories for a situation he was in that was scary, but um, these ones were freaky and unexplainable and just okay. insane. Our favorite. Um, yeah. So it's just, it's cool to see perspective here and to hear these kinds of things that are happening in these, in these places. I don't know. It's, it's I love it. weird. Uh, so the third and final story uh, he says, this is the last one I'll tell, and it's probably the weirdest story I have. Now, I don't know if this is true in every SAR unit, but in mine, it's sort of an unspoken regular thing we run into. Again, the perspective of who these people are, what they do, and how we don't often hear stories about what yeah. they do and what they run into. You can try asking about it with other SAR officers, but if they know what you're talking about, they probably won't say anything about it. We've been told not to talk about it by our superiors, and at this point, we've all gotten so used to it that it doesn't even seem weird anymore. <laughs> On just about every case where we're really far into the wilderness, I'm talking 30 or 40 miles, at some point, we'll find a staircase in the middle of the woods. It's almost like if you took the stairs in your house, cut them out, and put them in the forest. I asked about it the first time I saw some, and the other officer just told me not to worry about it, that it was normal. Everyone no. asked, said the same thing. I wanted to go check them out, but I was told very empathetically that I should never go near any of them. I just sort of ignore them now when I run into them because it happens so frequently. There's no way. There's no fucking way. And nobody... I need more. Where could they go? What could they do? Do they go down? Do they go up? Yes. Now, see, I've heard stairways to hell. I I think I did a story on one at some like cemetery or something. That was my first thought. And I'm like, what if they go up? Where are they going to go? Is it a portal? I don't even know. I I imagine. And as far as the, the clarification goes, just because I have a couple additional seconds, I will say this that in part two of his story, he did actually clarify because a lot of people were asking questions. And so he did say, there was a lot of feedback about the stairs, so I'll touch on that briefly here, and I'll also include a story. They come in a variety of shapes, sizes, styles, and conditions. Some are pretty dilapidated, just ruins, but others are brand new. I saw one set that looked like they came from a lighthouse. They were metal and spiral, almost old-fashioned. The stairs don't go up infinitely or farther than I can see, but some sets are taller than others. Like I said before, just imagine the stairs in your house as if someone cut and pasted them in the middle of nowhere. I don't have any pictures. It's never really occurred to me to try again after the first time, and I don't really feel like risking my job over it. I'll try again in the future, but I can't really promise anything. Oh, shit. So, very interesting. Um, I don't have any explanation for it. The fact that He's just saying it happens very often. And the fact that he's so vague about it and so nonchalant about it almost lends, lends to the validity of it. 
that he's not trying to oversell it. Yeah. But I have to know more. I need answers. Does anybody know more about these random staircases deep in these forests? Yeah. It's interesting because this is a five-year-old story. We'll, we'll call it a story. Uh, five years old. Uh, it's very popular on Reddit. I mean, this is like oh. one of the highest ranked stories or set sets of stories on that specific uh, subreddit. How no one in five years has made some form of documentary or TV episode. Maybe they have and I've missed it, but how no one has made a documentary about search and rescue teams um, and this mysterious staircase situation is it has me scratching my head a little bit. It has me going, oh, it's fun to believe, but maybe it is all in, in good yeah. fun. But but did anybody call him out and say, this is bullshit? I, I, I'm sure that thread was huge. So yeah, it was, it was daunting. I was, I was starting to scroll and I was like, ah, oh, you know what? I'm just going to leave it to yeah, the imagination. I'm just going to reel it in. See, that's what scares me about Reddit. I'm not going to lie. That right there. Yeah. It's the rabbit yep. hole in and of itself. Those were yeah, amazing I, stories. That was his weirdest one. Like not the guy with the with the the black eyes following <laughs> coughing on him. That nobody could not see the, but her. <laughs> exactly. Not like the the big bear man taking this kid. It was the stairs in the middle of the fucking woods that was the weirdest story to him. I'm like, wait a minute. Are you just like subtly dropping that there's some weird shit happening that you're just not talking about? Well, that's the one I was stuck on. I'm like, where do they go? What kind of stairs are they? Are they going up? Are they going down? Is it a portal? Is it to heaven? Is it to hell? So many questions. And he just <laughs> mic dropped it. Yep. He's like, we don't touch them. We don't talk about them, but they're there. Bye, guys. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> it's like when I met, yeah, not not when I met, but the last time I saw Chris Hemsworth, and I'm, I'm like, here's the photo. You're going to beg like you're trying to be a, a member of the Oddity Files crew. Um, I've got a ghost hunting. He's like, oh, you do? Have you ever seen a ghost? And I just looked at him and go, oh, I've seen some shit and walked out of the room. <laughs> So I get where he's coming from. Keep him coming back. Yep. (laughs) Gotta keep him coming back. Chris Hemsworth's out making Thor 4 right now. Like, damn, I'm never going to find out the real story. (laughs) (laughs) That kitsy got in my head. Well, speaking of amazing stories, we have a quick one sent into us by Corey, who's a huge contributor on the Facebook fan group page. And he's actually sent us a few stories as well. He says, hello, Kitsy and Nick. Happy new podcasting year. Took me a minute to get to it. Sorry, Corey. Um, He said, as you can tell from the title, which I did not put in here because I want it to be a surprise. I have an update from one of my first stories that I sent to the early version of the podcast. New listeners may not know of that story, so I'll retell that one, then add in the new updates that I found out over Thanksgiving. Corey, thank you, because you know I'm Alzheimer's years old. (laughs) And then he says, and then those stories go a little something like this. Back in 2007, I had been in and out on the paranormal, and while I had mostly been a believer 
in the possibility of these things existing, I hadn't really had any experiences. Then my grandfather passed in August of that year. A few weeks later, I started a new job and was driving home one night after work. I must have been subconsciously thinking about my grandfather and when I was almost home because suddenly I caught the scent of Salem cigarettes and that old school Bengay or Icy Hot pain cream. Everybody knows that smell. I instinctively looked over at my passenger seat, and of course, there was nobody there, but that's where the scent came from. And I had a sudden feeling of calm wash over me, like, you're going to be all right, kid. From there, and there were no further visits to me, but I was definitely the first, but it was definitely the first. Sorry, I'm not sure if it's my eyes or the font or bear with me, kids. Okay, (laughs) now comes the update. A few years ago, one of my cousins was coming back to Wisconsin from Missouri in his truck that was at least a year old. As they were cruising down the interstate, my cousin had the sudden urge to pull over at a rest stop or gas station and couldn't figure out why. When he pulled over, his friends that were with him were wondering why they pulled off the road. Then he stepped out of the truck. He noticed that one of his front tires was dangerously low on air. And this truck was one of the first model years to have the built-in tire pressure gauge, but it didn't alert him to any issue. So the only thing he can think of was that our grandfather, who was obsessed with making sure everyone had good tires that were properly filled, stepped in and told him, pull over, dumbass, you're low on air (laughs) from the afterlife. The rest of the trip went smoothly after that. As more stories come, I'll be sure to pass them along. Thanks again for the awesome show. You guys kick ass, Corey. That's so cool. I... I feel like, and I got to keep it short because I know we're running long today, but I I feel like there are far more stories like that than I, I feel like what people are vocalizing and calling yeah. what they are. Uh, some people call it coincidence, but if you really dig deep, there's yeah. more to it than that. One million percent. No more <laughs> feel-good ghost stories. And if you haven't already, check over Paranormal X-Road on Oddity Files Crew on YouTube for more feel-good ghost stories. Send your ghost stories in to us at oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. I'm Gitsy Duncan. Where does the new cool? And ghost on. You're supposed to say, I'm Nick Floyd and ghost oh, sorry. on. sorry. I'm Nick Floyd and Ghost On. That's my name and the second part of the catchphrase. (laughs) Because there's no rules. Nothing is real. What even is time? Oddity Files is part of the Just What I Needed Network. We hope we're just what you needed. The podcast is brought to you by the Oddity Files TV show. Have you heard of it? Have you watched it? Head on over to Amazon Prime Video and check out Oddity Files, a three-season investigative paranormal show. Music provided by James Grice. Please support us via Patreon, patreon.com slash oddityfiles. Give a little, give a lot. It helps support the podcast. And we appreciate our producers, Donald Blanchflower, Doug Malden-Locke, 
and Ryan Hoke. We have a merch store. Can't get enough of Oddity Files? Wear us on your body. tpublic.com slash stores slash oddity dash files. Please support our partners. Every little bit helps. Rate, review, and subscribe, especially on Apple Podcasts. It's what helps us get the word out there. And you know, we can always use a new weirdo or two. Come hang out with us on our Facebook fan group. Just search Oddity Files fan group. All kinds of fun stuff. You can win things. You can read memes. You can buy cool shit. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate you more than you'll ever know. Okay, go. I'm done. What are you still doing here? Just get out of here. God, I love Ferris Bueller. <laughs>